Thank you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we will study the books of Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. During this study, we will learn to have faith in God and follow His leadership, even during the most uncertain times of life. So, grab your copy of the Fall 2022 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for September 4, 2022, is entitled, Joshua, Israel's New Leader. The lesson text comes from Joshua chapter 1, verses 2 through 11. The application. The student will observe that following the will of God requires direction from his word, obedience in his life, and strong, courageous faith. Seeking the context. Imagine this scenario. Josh had been serving as associate pastor for a few years under a seasoned pastor who had been at the church for 40 years. Unexpectedly, the pastor died of a massive heart attack. At the emergency room, still stunned by all that happened, a deacon came up to Josh and said, I guess you are our new pastor now. Fear gripped Joshua's soul. This is very similar to the situation in which Joshua, the son of Nun, found himself. Moses was dead, and now God had called him to lead Israel into the promised land. Joshua was born an Egyptian slave, possibly one of the Hebrew boys saved by the Hebrew midwives. He lived to see the miracles of God in the ten plagues and the crossing of the Red Sea. He drank from the rock and ate manna from heaven. He is first mentioned in Exodus 17, 9, where Moses commissioned him to lead Israel into battle against the Amalekites. The Lord gave Joshua and Israel victory that day. Joshua served with Moses at Mount Sinai, Exodus 24, 13. He served with Moses in the camp and at Moses' tent where he met with the Lord. Exodus 32.17-33.11 He was one of the twelve spies sent out to spy out the promised land. He was the spy from the tribe of Ephraim, Numbers 13.8. Only he and Caleb came back inspired and ready to obey God. When Israel rebelled against God and refused to enter the land, Joshua and Caleb said, Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us, their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us, fear them not. Numbers 14, 9 It would take this kind of faith and courage for Joshua to obey God in his new position as leader in Israel to take them into the promised land. What do you think Joshua needed to lead Israel into the promised land? Searching the text. Number one, directions from the Lord. Joshua 1 verses 2 through 4. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over the Jordan thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to thee even to the children of Israel. Every place 
that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto thee, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hivites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Moses had been everything for the nation of Israel, leader, guide, mediator, encourager, lawgiver, judge, priest, and more. But as the Lord said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Verse 2. The implication is that there was nothing Joshua or anyone else could do to bring Moses back. They did not even know the location of his grave. It was time for Joshua and Israel to get up and do the work of the Lord. People die, but the work of the Lord must continue. Sometimes when we are jolted by an event as Israel was in the death of Moses, we are paralyzed in our work for the Lord. What do we do now? This was the temptation for Joshua and Israel. But the work had to go on. The Lord told Joshua to get up and get ready to cross over the Jordan to enter the promised land. When we are hit hard by tragedy, God's direction for us is to get up and carry on the work of the Lord. In verses 3 and 4, we are reminded that God never breaks his promises. This goes back to the time of Abraham when God promised him the land. Genesis 13, 14 and 15. The Lord repeated this promise to Isaac. Genesis 26, 3. And Jacob. Genesis 28, 13. The Lord had promised it to Israel while Moses was uh, alive. Deuteronomy eleven twenty four. And he was promising it again at the inauguration of Joshua's new leadership. God's promises are not based on what people do or do not do. God's promises are based on himself, and he cannot lie. Titus 1, 2, Hebrews 6, 17, 18. All these men, including Moses, were dead, but God's promises of the land lived on. How important is it for you to have God's direction in your life? Number two, enablement from the Lord. Joshua 1, 5 through 7. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swore unto our fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. When God gives direction, he also gives enablement. God never asks us to do what we cannot do. The most important thing Joshua heard from the Lord that day was, I will be with you. Verse 5. God did not fail nor forsake Joshua. Therefore, Joshua could be strong and courageous. God promised Israel the land, 
and God would deliver on his promise. Joshua could trust the Lord. He could count on what God said. There was no need for Joshua to turn away from the Lord and his law to the left or to the right because God had the perfect plan for Joshua's and Israel's prosperity. We're told the same thing in the New Testament. If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8.31 You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John 4.4 I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear. What man shall do unto me? Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Our courage and strength are not derived from our personal competency. When we look at ourselves and then the dangers and difficulties we face, we should be afraid. We have no ability to stand or do what God directs on our own. But if we look to the Lord and to the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, we have nothing to fear. With these words, the Apostle Paul introduced the armor of God. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ephesians 6.10 It does not say be strong in ourselves or our might. It says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God had called Joshua to lead the people and he would enable him to do it. God has called us to do his work, and he will enable us to do it also. In the work of God, why do we say we cannot when God says we can? Number three, the word of the Lord. Joshua 1, 8, 9. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Joshua is one of the few biblical characters in whom we find little, if any, wrong. Of course, Joshua, like everyone, was a sinner, but he was of impeccable character. The reason he was so is that the law of God was in his heart. That is why God told Joshua that his law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Verse 8. The point we should see is that God's word was in his heart, and it stayed there. Joshua was to meditate on the law day and night so that he would be faithful to do it. Only in doing so did God promise Joshua success. Sometimes we think our success is guaranteed simply because we are God's children. If we want godly success in this life, obedience to God's word is required. Furthermore, Joshua's strength and courage was dependent on his obedience to God. God was not going to strengthen and encourage Joshua's disobedience, only his obedience. If Joshua had been disobedient and walked away from the Jordan River 
instead of toward it in preparation to cross it as the Lord directed, then he would have reason to fear and would be dismayed. If we are a people of fear or if we are dismayed, maybe we should take a hard look at our obedience to the Lord. The Lord had confidence in faithful Joshua that as he had been all his life, he would be obedient to his directions. And so the Lord promised Joshua again, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Verse 9. The Lord's promise to Joshua ensured his success in leading Israel into the promised land. How much time do you spend in God's word meditating on it? Number four, obeying the Lord. Joshua 1, 10, and 11. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host and command the people, saying, Prepare your victuals, for within three days you shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. Joshua wasted no time. God finished speaking in verse 9, and Joshua went to work in verse 10. Oh, that we would have the same drive to serve the Lord without procrastination. Notice Joshua's words. Notice the urgency and excitement. Joshua said, get ready. God said, we are going. When it is something we want to do, spend a day enjoying our personal hobbies, go to see the grandchildren, go on vacation and so forth, it takes little compelling to get us going. When it is something we do not want to do, we have trouble getting out of bed or our easy chair. I am slow at chores around the house, but quick at loading up the boat for a day of fishing. When it comes to doing things for the Lord, how quickly are we up and at it? Do we have an urgency and excitement to do the work of the Lord? Setting the application. Joshua was God's chosen man to replace Moses to lead the nation of Israel into the promised land. Joshua was ready for this important job because he had God's word in his heart. Like Ezra of later years, Joshua had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it, Ezra 7.10. He had a lifetime, most think Joshua to be around 80 years old at the time, of faithful obedience. When God gave Joshua directions to ready the people to cross the Jordan River into the promised land, he wasted no time in obeying God. God had given Joshua all that he needed to complete the task, strength, encouragement, and most importantly, his presence. The most debilitating word in the English language is cannot. I cannot do it. Before giving God opportunity to prove he can do it through us, we shut him out with cannot. I cannot do it has wisely been observed as a clever disguise for I will not do it. As the Lord told Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Joshua 1.9 
we too have the strength and courage given to us from the Lord's presence in our lives to do what he directs us to do. Do not be afraid to do it. Instead, be afraid not to do it. Are you afraid to serve the Lord or are you afraid not to? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying again with you next week as we continue going through Joshua, Judges, and Ruth, learning to live victoriously in uncertain times. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.